Indeed, let's go. We are locked and loaded on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast, also known as Second Amendment University. I am Royce, your host and professor emeritus of Second Amendment studies, pouring it to you from both barrels with 100% felt recoil and no suppressor, baby. We've got a lot to talk about today. My goodness, things are heating up quickly in this country. I mean, if you think last episode put me on more government watch lists, I I will tell you right now, I'll probably be on one of their hit lists after this program. Because, man, I tell you, I'm actually almost gobsmacked uh, with some of the stuff that's going on. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Uh, First... You remember the farcical clown show known as the House Oversight Committee, how they summoned Marty Daniel of Daniel Defense and Mr. Colloy of Sturm Ruger, and they also summoned Smith & Wesson. Well, Smith & Wesson did not uh, heed their summons, did not heed their invitation, and basically sat it out. And now the House Oversight Committee got pissed off and actually issued a subpoena to Smith & Wesson. Now, when you issue a subpoena, that basically implies that you believe somebody has committed a criminal act and you are demanding information from them or uh, demanding information from a witness concerning criminal actions. So the whole dog and pony show here is to imply that these manufacturers are somehow guilty of, I don't know what yet, but uh, besides in the Democrats' mind, of fueling gun violence with making and building and manufacturing and selling these evil blacks, semi, semi-fully semi automatic weapons of war. Yes, those evil black assault weapons. Mm-hmm. So... They really overstepped themselves. They issued a subpoena for Smith & Wesson, demanded that they heal and come stand before them so that they can also suffer under the same lash of congressional stupidity that Daniel Defense and Ruger had to endure. I really hope Smith & Wesson takes a team of high-powered attorneys with them and rips the entire proceedings to shreds. That's what needs to happen. I told you before, the only thing they're doing here and the only thing they're trying to do is create a propaganda show. That's correct. They're trying to create talking points for their cause, and their cause is disarmament. I'm going to go ahead and let you in on a little secret right now, okay? Anytime any Democrat communist starts talking about anything related to firearms and the Second Amendment, It is always with the aim of civilian disarmament. Did you hear me? I'll say it again. Anytime some Democrat communist starts talking about anything related to firearms and the Second Amendment, the aim is entirely and solely the disarmament of the civilian populace here in America. 
So whether they're just trying to create propaganda or move ahead with certain legislation designed to disarm us, it's all, in, it's all geared for the same thing, and that is disarming us and making us weaker than them. Now, and kind of related to this, some House Democrats, Democrat communists, recently uh, are proposing a bill called the Mass, the Mass Shooter Prosecution Act. Yeah, the Mass Shooter Prosecution Act, all right? And this was proposed by Seth Moulton, a Democrat communist out of Massachusetts, and Veronica Escobar, a Democrat communist from Texas. And what it would essentially do is open up mass shooters and their support networks to, to terrorism charges. Okay, I, I wasn't aware that um, these mass shooters really had support networks other than each other, where they're trying to outdo each other, but uh, it's really only moral support. They really don't even know each other. So what are you talking about support networks? Hmm, well, let's read on. It'll open them up to terrorism charges, and I'm reading an article, uh, taking excerpts from an article by A.W.R. Hawkins. It'll open them up to terrorism charges in the event that the shooter uses guns that the Democrats typically typically label to be assault weapons. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, in other words, the ones they just passed a, a, a bill to ban in the House, you know, HB 1808. They are saying, essentially, if you use an assault weapon, well, then you're committing an act of terrorism. Okay, well, what if you use a knife and stab a bunch of people? Is that not terrorism, too? I mean, I've said this many, many times that uh, somebody committing a mass shooting or going on a spree shooting is essentially a domestic enemy of America. They're committing treason by waging warfare against their own fellow citizens. So yeah, they're committing treason. If you want to call it terrorism, fine. But the fact that you're adding this and their support networks to this, well, remember what I just said. Anytime they start talking about anything related to firearms, and or the Second Amendment, it's always something that's designed with civilian disarmament in mind. Okay, excuse me. Well, Yahoo News quoted Moulton addressing mass shooters saying, they are terrorists and they should be prosecuted as terrorists. And by the way, associating AR-15s and AK-47s with terrorists is not without design, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes, there's uh, probably some things under the surface that we're not even uh, sure about yet in in relation to this, but I am sure about this. This is going to be used against innocent people. He added, this bill also allows prosecutors to go after the material support networks. Now, who do you suppose that might be? Mm. He said networks that provide aid, perhaps it's guidance, instruction maps, or whatever helps these attackers carry out these vicious assaults. Notice it didn't say whoever. It said whatever. Hmm. Well, you know, that's got to have something to do with those evil assault weapons. After all, that's what they want to take from us, right? Okay, they want to take these assault weapons from our hands because they fear them, because they know that they're getting ready to do things to us that we would be, we would, you know, rightfully be justified in shooting them for. So mm, let's chew on this for just a second. All right. Networks that provide aid guidance, instruction maps, or whatever helps these attackers carry out these vicious assaults, let me go ahead and finish their thought process for you, uh, including the assault weapon. Oh, see, this is going to give them some backdoor justification to go after the gun manufacturers and the gun distributors and the gun retailers. Yep, 
I promise you, I'll bet you a dollar against a donut. That's what this thing is designed to do. But by, by the way, expect the criteria that, you know, this criteria that um, denotes the support network or, you know, uh, the, uh, what's it said, the guides, the instruction maps, or the item. Um, expect the criteria to be exceedingly broad and equally vague. Whatever is going to give them the upper hand in basically going after as many people associated with the shooter, even if they don't know they're associated with them, but, oh, that would include, of course, the manufacturer. Anything that would give them extra legal, quote-unquote, what should I say, ammunition to go after them, well, that's what this is about. Escobar said, my community of El Paso was forever changed by the actions of a domestic terrorist fueled by white supremacy theories. With this legislation, we're giving law enforcement the tools they need to follow through with investigations into terrorist networks and any individual responsible for attacks against our communities. Now, Law enforcement already has the tools necessary to prosecute these spree shooters. They already have uh, laws in place that can put these people away for life. Why is it so necessary that you craft this law and it's aimed strictly at shooters who only use assault weapons? Surely that's a rhetorical question if ever I've asked one. The text of the Mass Shooter Prosecution Act, almost called it the Mass Shooter Protection Act, but of course that's what we would call the Gun-Free Zones Act instead, um, defines a mass shooter as, quote, whoever kills three or, three or more people in a single incident using a machine gun, or a covered semi-automatic weapon, meaning ones the, the semi-automatic weapons covered in the bill, in a circumstance described in subsection B. The semi-automatic weapons, Mr. Hawkins writes, that qualify under the heading of mass shooting are the same types of weapons House Democrats voted to ban last week. Firearms outside those apparently fall outside the parameters of proposed terrorism charges. Well, wait a minute. If killing three people or more in a shooting incident is terrorism, well, why is it only terrorism if they used a, an assault weapon? Hmm? Whoa. <laughs> you see where this is going, right? The article continues, the punishment for those who meet the definition of mass shooter and those in their alleged support network, I added to the article, is imprisonment for any term of years or for life. Okay, as I recall, mass shooters that have been arrested after the fact are pretty much put away for life. Yeah. I don't know of any of them that have gotten out anytime soon or, you know, within the last couple of decades that have committed a mass shooting that are out walking free now. So, again, you got to remind yourself that the only reason and any time the Democrat communists begin talking about firearms and or the Second Amendment, it's always with the express purpose of disarming the people of weapons that these people fear. And they're deathly afraid of AR-15s and AK-47s in the hands of lawful citizens. And again, I say it's because they've got plans to do things to us that they know we would justifiably be lawfully allowed to shoot them for. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you poo-pooed my recent comments about the FBI uh, when I called them the Americanized version of the Russian KGB. But I don't think that you'll be doing that for very long after I read this next article to you. 
This agency, the FBI, in my opinion, has become far more dangerous than the ATF could ever hope to be. I want you to keep something in mind as we go through this article. People and governments will always demonize what they fear and hate. And government agencies that have become corrupt and lawless know that they have every reason to fear an armed populace, especially one that is watching them very closely. Now, I'm going to remind you what the F, some of the things that the FBI did when they created a sham investigation into Donald J. Trump after he was elected, went after this Russian collusion hoax. Now, it didn't just create the hoax. They created the false charges with false evidence, false dossiers. They broke multiple federal laws. What do you call people that break federal laws? You call them criminals. Okay, so that means we've got a bunch of criminals up in the FBI. Now, I'm not saying every agent that works for the FBI is a criminal, but certainly there's a bunch of them at the top, and this agency has become corrupted to its core. Mark my words on that, and if you don't believe me, why do I start reading it to you here in this article by Mr. John Crump? And I'm going to do that right after, right after this commercial break, so stick around. Don't go anywhere because you know who's on standby, right? Yep. Yes, sir. That's the Captain Rob and the Listener Retention Squad, and you don't want to meet them, so you stick around. Be right back. I'm Stephen Shoemaker. I served as a Sergeant E-5 in the United States Marine Corps. Throughout the Corps' rich history, the rifle has been the go-to weapon of choice for all Marines. As we defended ourselves, our brothers, and our country, I am proud to be part of go-to weapons and to have a hand in building high-quality rifles and pistols on the AR platform. Weapons that I would confidently carry into any area of operations as my go-to. We built rifles for both the military and the civilian market. We know quality. We built quality. We are quality. Go to weapons. Check us out at go2weapons.com. Simplify. Counter-Strike Tactical is the best little gun store in Melbourne and proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast. Visit us at 1008 Strawbridge Avenue and see the custom AR builds by Anthony Vallejo, owner and combat veteran, plus go-to weapons brand rifles, AR-15s, AK-47s, handguns, ammo, tactical rifle accessories, and more. Anthony also offers laser engraving and serifoam. So stop in at 1008 Strawbridge Avenue and visit the best little gun store in Melbourne. Or call 321-499-4949 and tell Anthony that Roy sent you. Shootingclasses.com. If you are a firearms instructor, that's the only logical place to run your firearms business from. Shootingclasses.com. You can set up your page there, set up your profile, set up your classes, take payments there. Your certificates are auto-generated. Rosters are auto-generated. And also sends emails out to your students before the class, reminding them at least a week or two out, they have a class coming up. And uh, I can't find any other platform out there where it makes sense to run your business from if you're a firearms instructor. Everything's right there. Even, even if you want to print your financial reports come tax time, it's all right there at shootingclasses.com. If you're a student, uh, set up an account out there and you get matched up with some serious, serious firearms instructors. Men like David Boone Benton, Israel Matos, Chris Tonto Ferranto and guys like that, Bill Orndorff, Bruce Corey. Those are the guys that actually founded shootingclasses.com. It is, I'll tell you what, it's genius. 
and it simply doesn't make sense to try to run your business from any other platform, shootingclasses.com. My buddies out at WJS Guns in Merritt Island, Bill Stasak and Dalton and Troy and the gang out there do a fine job taking care of all their customers, including law enforcement officers who want to buy Blue Label firearms. He's a Blue Label dealer for multiple manufacturers, also very female-friendly. They do a great job serving all of their customers. They will get you squared away and well-regulated in your Second Amendment rights. He offers handguns, long guns, a great selection of 1791 gun leather brand holsters, also body armor, uh, ammunition, uh, magazines. What are you looking for? Bill's got you covered out there at WJS Guns. Check him out at WJSGuns.com. If you want to do some fishing, he's got you covered with fishing tackle. Bill is a total outdoor store. WJSGuns.com. Check him out there. Do make sure you tell him you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Mega thank yous to Go To Weapons, Counter Strike Tactical, ShootingClasses.com, and WJS Guns. I really appreciate you guys continuing your sponsorship of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. So before the break, I was saying again that the FBI has become horribly corrupted, badly corrupted from the top. I believe that many agents in the field really believe that they're working for the greater good and uh, to to them. And, you know, I, I say I have nothing against you. I believe that you think that you're actually upholding and defending the Constitution in good faith. Uh, Unfortunately, the people at the top have destroyed all of that now. They have destroyed the agency out from under you. They have repeatedly broken multiple laws while you are out there trying to uphold the laws of the land. You guys in the field and you gals in the field, you're out there busting your butt and you're putting yourself in harm's way while people at the top are doing things that are violating the very laws that you're trying to uphold. And some leaked documents from the FBI uh, are very troubling. And so I want all of you to listen, especially those of you that are my handlers in the FBI and the NSA. I'm not sure if these documents were leaked intentionally or what, but they're still very troubling no matter what. And this is an article by Mr. John Crump. I'm going to be taking excerpts from and interspersing some of my own stuff in there. But it starts with leaked Federal Bureau of of Investigation documents, FBI documents, provided to Ammo Land News and posted on lawyer Stephen Stambouli's Twitter account show that the FBI considers most of the Second Amendment community to be possible militia violent extremists, or MVEs. Okay, you want to hear that again? The FBI considers most of the Second Amendment community, that's you and I and everybody else that believes in the right to keep and bear arms, to be possible militia-violent extremists, or MVEs. Now, let's chew on that. What we have here is proof that the FBI is indeed what I said, utterly corrupt from the top down. You know what they're doing here is they're granting themselves the justification to declare us constitutionalists to be terrorists. And once they do that, That'll give themselves the justification to wax violent against us. Hey, make no mistake about this. Don't you? Oh, you think I'm making this up? Let me tell you something. Whenever someone begins to vilify another person or one group begins to vilify another group, that's usually for the express purpose of waxing violent against them. Just like Nazi Germany when Jews begin to be vilified by the Nazis. Yeah, maybe not by the, the entirety of the German people, but there was one group that began to vilify another group, and pretty soon they waxed violent against them. And from a government standpoint, 
Now, if you think that cannot possibly happen here, I can't possibly tell you just how wrong you are. But the more you listen to what I'm about to tell you, the I think you might understand. This is, these documents are essentially a declaration by the FBI that we, the constitutionalists, we, the people, are their enemies. Let me continue with the article. The documents were sent to all ATF field offices, quote, to guide agents in identifying signs of what, uh, I'm sorry, signs of what could be uh, signs or uh, signification of MVEs, military violent extremists. You know why they did that, right? Yeah, they want the ATF out front. They want the ATF to be out there uh, being their door kickers and their violent thugs. They're trying to keep their hands clean and keep their image pure. Uh, make no mistake about it, the FBI's hand is all in this. Um, they're going to be the ones out front using this false data to terrorize gun owners, gun stores, gun uh, retailers, gun distributors, and gun manufacturers. By the way, all of you boys out there in the, a- in the ATF, how does that make you feel to know that the FBI considers you to be their water boys? Hmm? How's that feel? That's what they're doing here. That's why they gave you guys these memos. They want you to do their heavy lifting. They want you to be their little paid thugs. Yeah, I know they're not paying you. The federal government is. But they're stirring you up against the Second Amendment community. And that's why they're doing this. How does that feel, ATF? That's what they think of you. You're their attack dogs. You're their dogs. You're their water boys. You're carrying their water for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, these signs of MVEs include the so-called boogaloo flag or terms like big igloo. The, big, the boogaloo movement started as a meme referencing the 1980s movie Breaking to Electric Boogaloo as the Second American Civil War. And the term seems to have taken a life, uh, taken on a life of its own. The FBI also views the Punisher skull as a sign of extremism. Mm, really? Well, the skull comes from the Punisher comic book. He was the uh, hero, Frank Castle. He was someone who exacted revenge on the criminal underworld. I'm going to. Keep going with the article. The skull has been used in several movies and a successful Marvel series. It has also been used by SEAL Team 3 and multiple law enforcement organizations, including the Punisher's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club. And the Punisher's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club has numerous eight, uh, FBI agents as their members. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but... If a civilian uses the Punisher logo, oh, well, we're militia, violent extremists. And another symbol that the FBI believes or claims to believe represents uh, militia, violent extremists, is the Spartan helmet. And the article says this symbol has been used in many areas of mainstream culture, hundreds of CrossFit gyms and the Tough Mudder competitions use the helmet as well as Ironman races. If someone participates in one of these races, they might be suspected of being an MVE by the FBI. Now get this next thing here, this next point. The FBI also considers any symbol referencing the Second Amendment as a sign of possible militia violent extremism. Did did you hear that? Any symbol referencing the Second Amendment as a sign of possible militia violent extremism.
Wow. You know, let me take a little point from the article here. It says, many gun community members have stickers or decals referencing the Second Amendment. Yep, and I'm one of them. Some think this is equivalent to a writer with a First Amendment sticker being considered an extremist because they could write something inflammatory. To many, this uh, designation is problematic. And I'm one of those people, Mr. Crump. I am, this is very problematic for me. Matter of fact, this actually has me somewhat worried that these scumbags are going to try to start the war soon. What war? The ones they claim we're trying to start. And they're going to do it with a false flag operation. For all of you electricians out there, I want you to be careful of the symbols that you use because the resistor symbol is one of the most used symbols in electrical engineering and is found on nearly all electrical diagrams. But according to the FBI document, the electrical resistor symbol could also signify an extremist. The Bureau claims that extremists use this electrical diagram as a sign of resistance. The FBI also claims that a black American flag or a black and white American flag could also signify a militia violent extremist. The law enforcement agency says the flag means no quarter given. In other words, no mercy. A well-known pirate term. Well, first of all, let's get back to the symbol of resistance. I want, I want you pukes in the FBI, the you corrupt ones, not you honest, hardworking field agents. I want you corrupt scumbags to explain to us why you think that we should not be allowed to resist you if you wax despotic and corrupt. Huh? Because we do have every right to. And I think you know that, and I think that's why you're putting this document out in the first place. You know some of the stuff you've, you have done and you are doing is totally lawless and totally illegal, and you've got plans to do more and on a much larger scale. This is, this is typical gaslighting from the bully. You guys are the extremists, and you are accusing us of being extremists simply because we believe in upholding and defending the Constitution of the United States of America and freely exercising our right to keep and bear arms. And you want to call us militia, violent extremists. I tell you what, you keep poking the bear and guess what's going to happen? You're going to force us to defend ourselves against you and you're going to find out just how violent we can be. Oh, Royce, you're making a threat. Yeah, a threat to defend ourselves against our government, not assault them. You bring violence to us, we will pour it back to you. I said it, Royce Bartlett, right here today. I said it. You bring violence to us. You bring criminal violence to us. And we have every right to pour it back on you with interest. The article continues. The FBI also claims that the historic Alamo flag, oh my goodness, you guys, you are just reaching all over the place, is also a sign of violent extremism. The flag features a cannon with the words, come and take it, printed below. The phrase comes from the last stand of the 300 Spartans against the Persian armies. That's exactly where it comes from. What that was was a response to the envoys from King Xerxes who said, hand over your weapons and surrender. And they basically said, come and take them. Come and take them. Come and take our weapons. The FBI also considers the Greek phrase, molan labe, which is basically Greek for come and take it, they consider that to be a sign of militia, violent extremism. According to the FBI, other images also indicate extremism, including iconic American symbols like the Gadsden flag and the Tree of Liberty. Well, the Gadsden flag is the, uh, the yellow flag with the rattlesnake on it that basically says, don't tread on me. Gee, what, would you, what problem would you have with that unless you plan on treading on us? What problem do you have with the Liberty Tree flag? Hmm? You got a problem with Liberty? Well, apparently you do. 
The article continues, both have been referenced by numerous books, TV shows, and movies throughout history. The founding fathers used both symbols as signs of resistance to British rule. In other words, totalitarianism. Sorry, tripping over my tongue here. Even more... Uh, even more puzzling is the inclusion of the Betsy Ross flag as a sign of possible MVE. The flag was one of the first American flags used after independence was declared from the British col- uh, the British colony. I'm sorry, tripping over my tongue here. From the British crown, the FBI also considers all revolutionary symbols as a sign of extremism. The FBI memo includes the exact image of the Minuteman used by the Virginia Citizens Defense League or the VCDL. Uh, Other groups use the same Minuteman, such as Gun Owners of America, GOA. And the Minuteman represents uh, always being vigilant to safeguard our rights. Well, apparently the FBI has a problem with that. Do you see how they're, with one broad stroke, vilifying all of the pro-Second Amendment communities? including GOA. Uh-huh. Mr. Crump continues, to the FBI, it means that you might be a violent extremist if you use the Minuteman symbol. The document also contains several quotes from the Founding Fathers and text from the Constitution itself as signs of militia violent extremism. The quotes are numerous and well-known to Second Amendment supporters. Also, the military's oath during its swearing-in ceremony is considered a sign of extremism. Oh, you want to know why? Well, because the military personnel, they have to take an oath to, quote, uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And the FBI apparently knows that they're doing things that could easily cause us to accuse them of being domestic enemies of the Constitution. In spite of the fact that on their main page at FBI.gov, they boldly claim, quote, we protect the American people and uphold the U.S. Constitution. Bull fertilizer. You people do no such thing. Your field agents, the honest ones, they might feel that's what they're doing. But you boys at the top, you are corrupt as the day is long, and you stinking well know it. And that's why you're making lists like this. You are creating the typical communist hit list. And with one broad stroke, you are painting all conservative Americans, all who love, adhere to, uphold, and defend the Constitution, you are painting us all as militia violent extremists. This is not without design. The article continues, it also considers the three percenters to be part of uh, militia violent extremism. The Lightfoot militia also gets that label along with Oath Keepers. Several high-profile Oath Keepers were arrested during the Capitol protest over alleged voting irregularities, the protest was, The FBI considers these groups to be a danger to the American public. Wrong. The FBI considers these groups to be a danger to the FBI, the ATF, and every other corrupt part of the federal government. They don't give a flaming damn about the American public. They care about themselves. This document has nothing to do with protecting the American public. This has everything to do with painting us as evil criminals to give them the excuse to wax heavy against us. Why? Well, because if we look like the bad guys, they look like the good guys. And they know they don't look very good in the public's eye right now here in America. The article continues, most interestingly, the FBI considers talking about the ATF's Waco siege or Ruby Ridge as a, vi- as a sign of violent extremism. Well, your host here must be then a militia violent extremist. Mm-hmm. 
because I talk about the Waco Siege and Ruby Ridge. Matter of fact, on the most recent podcast prior to this one, I spoke about those things, and I've spoken about them many times because I have every right to speak about them. Do you understand what they're doing here? They're not just trying to point us out as enemies, as their enemies. This is going to be used to try to shut us up and keep us from talking about these people's crimes. Well, if you talk about that, you're an extremist. I have every right to talk about that. You can call me whatever you want. You, boys and girls, are the domestic enemies, not me. So they reached out to the FBI for comment, and of course, none was given. But I'm going to say this. The FBI and the ATF and the Department of Homeland Security and any other portion of the federal government that is corrupt, and I don't know how much of the DHS is corrupt. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, the, the, even the U.S. Border Patrol is now under the auspices of the Department of Homeland Security, and I know some of those boys, and they're fine people. So I'm not casting, uh, unlike the FBI, I'm not casting a broad net here and saying that anybody in these agencies is a criminal. That's not what I'm saying. And I think I've made the distinction very clear thus far. But the FBI and the ATF and all the other corrupt people, they fear the armed conservative Americans in this country, or they wouldn't be creating this enemies list, which encompasses all conservatives in America. The FBI created this document to grant themselves and to grant the ATF and the DOJ and the, the entire Department of Homeland Security the justification to become heavy-handed against us, against us conservatives, against the American gun industry, against American gun owners, and anyone else that stands between them and totalitarian power. You can expect all these documents to be eventually published, I guarantee you, and all with the purpose of causing massive division in this country, division between the constitutionalists and all the useful idiots. These new standards that uh, prove someone's a militia about an extremist are going to be used by people to accuse their neighbors of being militia about an extremist simply because they have an NRA sticker or, or a Gadsden flag sticker or something like that on their car or truck or because they have a uh, the 13 circle of stars Betsy Ross flag hanging out front of their house. Oh yeah, that, that, those symbols are now, once this, once this gets out, those symbols are going to become evil in the sight of the useful idiots who don't know any better, the ones who aren't grounded in the Constitution, the ones who have no grasp of American history. And when they see these things, the automatic association is, oh, those guys, are, they're, they're domestic terrorists. They're white supremacists. They're white nationalists. They're militia, violent extremists. We got to turn them in. And simply because someone turned you in, that will give them the, all the excuse they need to open up an investigation into you or even come kick your door in at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, you think it won't happen? I got news for you. It's going to happen. Well, these documents were actually photographed and posted on the Twitter account of, um, of Mr. Stambley, who was the, um, the guy that what these were leaked to, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, uh, I'm looking at the document right now, as a matter of fact, and it says, uh, matter of fact, uh, FBI internal use only law enforcement sensitive. Wow. Um, commonly referenced historical imagery or quotes by MVEs, the Gadsden flag, revolutionary war imagery, including crossed muskets, by the way the Liberty Tree, or the Betsy Ross flag. Uh, also, common phrases and references that basically, you know, prove you to be an MVE. 
When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. And variations of that quote. Uh, the other one, we are everywhere, and uh, I will not comply. And all, or and also all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah, which is part of the military oath. Yeah, if people that utter that or use it, they are suspected of being militia, violent extremists. Or this this quote that I've said often on this program here, the tree of liberty must often be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. The other one, I became ungovernable. Yep. Or the term well-regulated militia. Yeah, using that term, that puts you under suspicion of being a militia violent extremist. You didn't know that? Or referencing significant events that I'm looking at right here, like I said earlier, Ruby Ridge and Waco. Oh, no, if you talk about those, well, you're just a militia violent extremist. You understand the purpose of this document now or these documents? That's right. These these are going to have a chilling effect on free speech. The, free, the, the freedom to put a sticker on your truck or to fly a Gadsden flag or the Betsy Ross flag or the Tree of Liberty flag. That's what the, this, this is part of the design of these documents. The other part, of course, is to you know, declare all of those that the FBI hates to be the enemies of the people and give themselves, of course, the right to become heavy-handed. So to the FBI personnel who crafted these documents... I will tell you this right here, right now. Number one, you're a pack of scumbags, and you're acting like a lawless pack of domestic enemies. And maybe that's why you're afraid of soldiers who took that oath. No, couldn't possibly be. To the field agents who honestly believe that they serve the greater good, I say this to you. You better take a deeper look at the agency you work for and... Take a deeper look at the the anti-constitutional things that they have done and are still doing today. You understand that they were, the FBI that you work for, literally uh, staged a coup against President Trump with that false, knowingly false investigation into that farcical charge of Russian collusion. People at the top of your agency lied to Congress, committed perjury. They violated federal laws. They they created evidence out of thin air. Yeah. They presented falsehood as evidence. They knew it was false. They presented falseness to a judge for a FISA warrant. They knew it was false. They swore falsely. They committed perjury. These are the people that you work for, you field agents. Take a deeper look at them. The people above you have become corrupt. They become lawless. They're subverting and perverting the supreme law of the land. If you allow yourselves to believe the documents that we're referencing right here, right now, then you people are being used to commit crimes against the American people and the constitution, and you will be held accountable. I was following orders. That's all I was doing. That's not going to be an acceptable defense. In light of these documents now, I say to all of you out there, I've come up with my own criteria for discerning and identifying totalitarian domestic enemies within our government here in America, or TDEs. Yeah, that stands for totalitarian domestic enemies. Okay, TDEs believe themselves to be above the law and above the people. Gee, who could I be referencing there? Maybe people like James Comey and Peter Stroke and other people in high places. Yeah, like oh, uh, John Brennan. Mm. Oh, and the list goes on and on, doesn't it? Yeah, TDEs, they think they're above the law. They're above the people, and we're just a bunch of stupid idiots. Totalitarian domestic enemies also view the American public that believes in upholding and defending the Constitution as their enemies. 
totalitarian domestic enemies, TDEs, willfully violate the supreme law of the land with impunity. TDEs also abuse their power against their enemies and usurp power that is not theirs. TDEs also deceitfully use contrived terms like white supremacist and white nationalist and militia violent extremist. And they despise American symbols of patriotism as well as symbols of expressions of resistance against totalitarian oppression and infringement. Now, gee, why would they have a problem with that? TDEs also craft documents that vilify innocent Americans as domestic terrorists or militia violent extremists, and they do so to give themselves the justification to wage violence against them. That's how you recognize the TDEs. Yes, the ones that are calling us MVEs. The ones that are literally waging war and using the power of their agency against the Constitution and against the people. That's the TDEs. People, we live in very interesting times. You better have your wits about you. You better be paying attention and you better get a hold of your representatives and you better tell them you better start cleaning out the FBI because they are pushing us to the brink. Let me tell you something, people. It's getting dicey. Yeah, here in Brevard County, the ATF is doing exhaustive interviews, they call them, audits on gun dealers, already happening here in Brevard County, already happening to one of my sponsors. And you can probably count on it happening to more of them, I hate to say, because this, this, this administration is using all of its agencies and the power thereof against the people's right to keep and bear arms, against the gun industry, They want to cut off the supply of arms, as I've told you so many times. FFL revocations are up 500% since the puppet-in-chief took office, and it's going to get worse. Pay attention, people. Pay attention. Start buying up some more AR-15s. Buy up more ammo. Yeah, they're paying attention to those numbers. They're going to know good and well what's up. All right, I'll catch you on the next episode of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Keep your wits about you. Keep in contact with your representatives. Uh, Tell them to rein in these federal agencies and to clean them out. Keep your handgun on your person at all times. Keep your head on a swivel and never forget, incoming rounds always have the right of way. Royce out. So turn it.